The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. I'm so excited to announce Dear Media's first ever daily show, Good Instincts. If you've ever found it challenging to eat thoughtfully while juggling a busy schedule, then this show is for you. Instead of aiming to simply eat healthier, we'll focus on tips and mindset shifts that streamline the process because balance is key and the less complicated, the better. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Mariana. I'm the co-founder of Summer Fridays and host of the Life with Mariana podcast. This episode is one where I was recording it and I felt like so many light bulb moments through the episode. As you guys know, if you listen to me here, follow me on Instagram, I am sleep obsessed. I have done everything to make my sleep the best I thought it could be from my evening routines, what I do at night, how I wind down, how I do things in the morning and sunlight. And I thought about literally everything except for what I'm sleeping on. And in this episode, I feel like you will learn as much as I did of like, wow, there are things I could immediately do tonight to improve my sleep. And when we think about our sleep and our sleep habits, I don't know why we think of everything except for our mattress and our pillow and the position that we're sleeping in. And when you think about it and you think about your sleep posture and what it looks like every single night, we're really in these positions for even longer than we're up during the day doing certain things. I learned so much from this episode and I think you guys will too. And this week's life update is so exciting because we have a brand new Summer Fridays product. It is our Rich Cushion Cream. It is an ultra plumping moisturizer. You guys will love this if you have normal, dry, dehydrated, mature, or sensitive skin. And it's really for somebody who's looking for help with fine lines and wrinkles, if you have dehydrated skin, loss of firmness, or sensitive skin. And what I'm so proud of with this formula, it's that it actually got the seal of acceptance from the National Eczema Association. It is also non-comedogenic and fragrance-free. So I will use Rich Cushion Cream in the morning and at night. In the morning, it gives my skin the most plumping, dewy, hydrated base before applying makeup and my skin just looks so amazing but when I apply makeup on top it just oh my gosh it's the best finish and then at night I feel like it just locks everything in it makes my skin just look so amazing and plump and like when I touch my skin it just feels so like supple and amazing so in here we've got a deep moisture complex we also have a plumping complex and a barrier complex so if you guys are looking for something that helps with your skin barrier protection or plumping or deep moisture this is really the formula for you And this formula has been clinically and consumer tested. So you guys can find all of our clinicals on our site and on our Instagram. And it's available today, August 8th. You guys can get it at summerfridays.com and at Sephora and coming soon to Sephora stores. So I hope you guys love it as much as I do. And before we get into the episode, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. I've got new episodes every single Tuesday. You guys can also follow on Spotify. All that means is when you open up the podcast app or Spotify app, my new episodes will be there so you don't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave me a five-star rating and review. Now let's hear all about sleep. So how does one become a sleep posture expert? What led you to this? So about 15 years ago, I created a sleep system, which is a medical device. I work with two neurophysios to help patients that have brain injuries or have strokes or MS, cerebral palsy, like the most poorly people that exist. And when I went into that industry, my mind was blown by how little this was considered. So you're talking about people that are really poorly, can't move, 
and nobody's really thinking about what's so clear and obvious to me, which is if you're lying uncomfortably, then your sleep is going to be really poor. And it's such a significant part of your sleep and it's really tangible. And so I started to learn it. I started to teach it. I started to develop research. I became a lecturer at a local university. And the crazy thing is that in healthcare, physical therapists, doctors, nurses, occupational therapists, none of them really learn anything around sleep and sleep is like a third of your life. So how is that possible? So it was just really obvious to me. It's so vital and something so important. And I'm sure we're going to get into what you think are the best sleep positions. But for me, something that happened a few years ago is I used to be a stomach sleeper and I would always sleep with my neck turned. And I woke up one morning and I turned my head, I pinched a nerve in my neck and it was the worst pain I have felt in my entire life. And I went to the chiropractor, I went to the doctor, and then they were asking how I slept. And they were like, well, if you're thinking about it, you're sleeping with your neck turned for eight hours. This can't be good for you. So then I learned to switch my sleeping position and now I sleep on my back. But what is your recommended sleep position? Well, first of all, I'm so grateful that you know the lesson from your doctor, because it is, again, it's, it's like me saying to you, have you ever watched television with your head turned all the way to the left? Even one movie, you couldn't do it. So the fact that you've you know, you figured it out. There are so many stomach sleepers that are just so fighting to stay in that position. So for me, back and side is both fine. If you're lying on your back, you put the most even body weight distribution through your spine. So you're most supported lying on your back. But if you lie on your side, it is well evidenced, you know, years and years, maybe 30 years that you put the least amount of tension through your spine if you lie in a neutral posture. So either of those is fine to me. Just like you say, stomach is we call it spine abuse in our office. <laughs> and then sleeping on your side is supposed to be really good for your digestion as well, right? So if you lie on your left side, so there's, there's science that talks about if you lie on your left side, it's good for things like acid reflux. But then if you have, for example, high blood pressure, there's quite a lot of evidence that talks around lying on your right-hand side. So for me, if there's no clinical need, I'm happy with you lying and really alternating every night. So for me, one night I'll sleep on my left, one night I'll go to sleep on my right. And I really try and make it that I can sort of fight asymmetry by alternating in that way. The funny thing is this, this dates back thousands of years. All the main religions are all preaching that you have to lie on your left or your right side. So it's, this isn't new news. This is a really old story. So what exactly is sleep posture and how can we have the best sleep posture through the night? So the principle of sleep posture is really simple. And I suppose that's always been the biggest frustration. We can, we can all do this. It's tangible. You can do it tonight. So it comes in two forms. The software, we call it, is the position that you go to sleep in. That's something that you can absolutely control. It's tangible. You know what you're doing. You're awake when you do it. The second is the surface that you lie on. And that idea is that that surface should be maintaining and preserving a good posture. And that's it. And I suppose that's been, you know, one of our biggest challenges is to me, this is so glaringly obvious, like it was with your chiropractor. You know, if you sleep on your stomach, you're probably going to wake up with neck pain. It's so obvious to you now, right? It's so obvious. And I don't know why I never thought of it before. And now I think it would be so uncomfortable to try to go back and sleep on my stomach. I don't even know if I could get myself to do it. No, but people who sleep on their stomachs, it's stomach sleeping is very much a, what we call a sleep association. So I'm also a sleep practitioner and we have all sorts of associations of sleep. So for example, my son, one of my kids has to have a fan, whether it's winter or summer, it doesn't matter. That noise is the thing that gets him to sleep. And the same is true of sleep positions. So, so many people say, well, I always lie on my stomach. It's the only way I can sleep. And you'll, you know, in some of the social media we do, we get really 
attacked when we when we talk about sleeping on your stomach because people are so desperate. They, it's the only way they get to sleep. And people are so, you know, people are really struggling with getting to sleep now. But anyone coming in and saying, change that, it's like, for goodness sake, I'm not getting five hours anyway. I'm not getting eight hours. So at least let me sleep how I want. But it's, I would argue it's the most significant intervention in sleep that no one's talking about by far. And if you're trying to change your sleep position, how can you get yourself? Like, let's say, I know I'm not supposed to sleep on my stomach, but I just can't be comfortable. How can we train ourselves to change? I think it's around A, not obsessing over it and B, doing it. This is a journey. So posture and certainly sleep posture is the you know eternal fight against gravity. It's a life's work. So if you've always slept on your stomach, okay, so try 20 minutes a night in a position that's neutral or a position that's more supportive, lying on your back, lying on your side, but in an optimal way. And if after 20, 30 minutes, it's just not happening for you and you're not getting to sleep, go back to your own ways and start again tomorrow. But eat, sleep, repeat. In the same way you got that bad habit, you can absolutely change that and turn it into a good habit. And then when we're thinking about sleeping on our side, should our body be completely straight? Because sometimes if I'm laying on my side, I kind of curl myself up into a little ball or like a C shape, but yeah. that can't be good either, right? No, and this is where the surface comes in, right? So medium firm mattresses, as an example, allow you to feel supported. So if you imagine you were sleeping on a tree and that's exactly why you sleep as a, in, in that, so we call it the hedgehog position where you bring your knees to your chest. It's presumably, I'm, I'm guessing you're lying on a soft mattress when you do that, because if you imagine sleeping on a tree, you're about to fall out of that tree, the wind blows, then you're going to curl up like a ball because it's about to really hurt. So absolutely, you can support yourself by having the right mattress, the right pillow. Then yes, you should have a, what we call a neutral resting spine, a nice straight spine, slightly bent knees, so semi-fetal side lying. If you think about, you know, we all talk about good daytime posture, it's so familiar the seat that you buy, the ergonomic seat. So imagine a really good seated position, push your chair onto the bed, you've cracked it. So the summer might be coming to an end, but we are all still traveling. I'm trying to get in one more trip before summer is over and then comes like winter. And I feel like when I travel for winter, I just have so many things in my bag. And we have all been there just trying to fit everything we think we need for a trip only to end up with a suitcase that is busting at the seams. With base, there's room for everything. So no matter how many pairs of underwear you want to bring or so many shoes, you can fit them all in with base. In the case of traveling, actress and model Shane Mitchell is just like all of us. She is always looking for ways to make travel a breeze and that's why she created Base. It is the perfect luggage that's fashionable and functional. Base has really thought of everything you could want in a piece of luggage. There are 360 degree gliding wheels. And I know when I'm like trying to pull a bag through the airport, that is so important. It also has a cushion handle, a built-in weight indicator because I am definitely an overpacker and washable bags for all your dirty clothes and all the interior pockets you could need to keep organized. My travel hack if you don't want to check in a bag is to have a carry-on suitcase and then put the weekender on top and you can fit so many things in here. It's definitely enough to not have to check in a bag. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors. Their colors are so cute. So if you're a colorful person, they have that. They also have really great neutrals. And for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash Mariana. Go to basetravel.com slash Mariana for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash Mariana. For mattresses and pillows, what do you think about like firmness and pillows? Because I think my problem right now too is I think my pillow is not firm enough. It's a little bit too soft. The thing about the pillow is if it's soft, then 
what happens temp generally is you sort of you, you nuzzle it into your neck, you get yourself nice and supported, and actually you fall asleep in a good position. But if the pillow doesn't have any form, if it's fiber or feather or something that moves, then the second you fall asleep, you sedate and your muscles soften, your head drops, and then your neck's holding onto your head, and your traps and your shoulders are now holding onto your neck. So you you are continually holding this four to six kilo bowling ball on what is 20, you know, very thin muscles, seven tiny vertebrae. And 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you're never really giving it a night off. So the pillow should really fill the space between the tip of your ear and the tip of your shoulder and keep you there. But of course, the second consideration is people like comfy, people like something to be soft. No one wants to sleep on a bed of rock. So it's that perfect balance between support and comfort. It's not just comfort. You know, we can't just go to a, to a shop to buy a new pillow and give it a squeeze and go, oh, yeah, that feels great. That makes no logical sense. I know. And I, I think it's because we want this feeling of, oh, I'm getting into bed at night. My bed feels like a comfy cloud, but maybe comfy cloud is not what we want at night. Well, I think comfort should be a given, right? You know, when, when companies are advertising their mattresses, their pillows, whatever the lying surface is, no one should be advertising a bed of rock or, you know, a, a bag of bricks. So comfort, we should all expect we're not going to buy a pillow or a mattress that's uncomfortable. But what at the price of what? If it's so soft, you're sinking into it, it's going to affect your alignment. It's going to affect your muscle activity because if you're not able to be stable. You know, your muscle fibers have to be active because you, you're moving. It needs to feel safe where you are in space, you know, not just in the middle of, you know, flying in midair. Yes. And I definitely think about investing in my sleep and my bed and my bedding and my pillows because if I'm sleeping on this every single night and I want quality sleep and I want to feel my best, most productive the next day, I'm like so willing to invest in all of those things to feel my best the next day. And so I think it's also teaching people that this investment is worth it because you're spending your most amount of time really here every day. This is the number one thing you do in your life. And I think, unfortunately, the industry is not regulated. Sleep medicine is not regulated. So the industry promises all a perfect night's sleep. It doesn't exist. Like at the moment, I'm not sleeping perfectly. There's a million reasons for that. It's not because of what I'm sleeping on. It could be, you know, stress or anxiety at work. You hate your partner. You hate your boss. Your kids are driving you crazy, whatever. Those things you cannot control, but you can control what you lie on. And I think people say to me, I've got a really good mattress. What they basically mean is they spent 50K on it. They don't really know if it's good, bad or indifferent because there's no real analysis of what is and isn't appropriate as a lying surface. And we have to pick the research that we have and the clinical work that we do and just make logical, common sense, you know, approach to what you're lying on. It's not just, oh, it feels like you say, it feels like a cloud. That's great. But give it a week. You'll be in the chiropractor. You'll be in the physiotherapy. You'll be in the osteopathy, you know you'll be not in a good way. Focus on <laughs> yes, I know. And I think one of the things that I need to change, that's almost like an, an instant one, because I know sometimes a mattress is a really big investment for people to do and to change, but a pillow is something we can change easily. So tell me a little bit about the different pillows, what we need, whether it's small, medium, large, extra large. And then I also want to ask about pillows between the knees, under the knees, propping yourself up. Perfect. So you'll, you'll know that we sell actually four different sizes of pillow. And in the same way that if you were talking to a shoe brand, you know, we brought the best shoe out on the market. Everyone loved it. I'm a size 11. So even if I got the best shoe, what, however much it cost, if I sent you that shoe, you'd think I was an absolute lunatic, right? But yeah, if I sent you a new pillow and it was one size fits all, you'd be like, great, this guy sent me this perfect new pillow. If you're not the same shape and size as your partner, 
and you don't lie in the same position, why on earth would you sleep on the same pillow? So for example, if you're lying on your back, the pillow should be thin. It should just about support the curvature of the back of your head. And so for me and our product, you know, I'm six foot two. Anyone who's my size or smaller should probably be on the same small pillow. But when I allow my side, the distance between the tip of my ear and the tip of the shoulder is significantly different to, for example, my wife, who's much shorter than I am. So we would not lie on the same pillow. That makes perfect common sense to me. It is making so much sense to me. And as you're saying it, I'm like, why have we never thought about this before? Because I think you think about the aesthetics of making the bed and everything matching in the pillows. But of course, we all have different needs for our heights and our weights and what we need for our body. And I think that's something that happens too with me is right now, I think when I lay on my side, the distance between my head, my shoulder and the bed, it feels like it's too cramped. So it feels like my shoulders come forward and I feel more squished. So maybe that's why I don't feel comfortable on my side because I don't have the right pillow allowing to have that much space. The pillow is designed to take your head off the bed and keep it there. So it has to be supported. But like I said before, it still has to be comfortable. That's just a given. But it's wherever you go on planet, whether you're going to hotels. So we work with a lot of athletes. So we work with Olympians and footballers, soccer stars, rugby, cycling, for example. What blew my mind, even you know, when I started this journey, even more than in the complex neurology work that we do, is you think about the, like, the leading sports stars in the world. And they stay the night before the biggest game of their lives in a hotel near to the stadium. They're all sleeping on the same, same size pillow. doesn't matter who they are. Same with Team GB when we work with them during the Olympics. You could be like a 150 kilo, 300 pound weightlifter or a 70 pound female long distance runner. And you're all lying on the same pillow and mattress. When you speak it like that, you sit back and you go, how on earth? This is, this is not hard work. This doesn't require depth of research. This is just pure common sense. Is thinning hair holding you back? Well, Nutrafol is here to help. Their physician-formulated hair growth supplements and scalp care products create a simple but effective routine to address thinning at the source. Hair really changes due to age, biology, and lifestyle. And no matter the root cause of your hair concerns, Nutrafol meets you exactly where you are with science-backed formulas tailored to your needs. The hair care products that you use can really make or break your hair and over washing, color treating, heat styling, and product usage can really clog the scalp's pores or cause dryness leading to poor environment for hair growth. While Nutrafol's hair growth supplements target the root causes of thinning of hair from within, Nutrafol's scalp care formulas create a healthy environment for improved hair quality. And I've been taking it because I was actually influenced by my mom. So I'm going to have her tell you guys how much she loves it. Okay, mom, you've been taking Nutrafol for almost two years now. How different is your hair? Oh, it's growing tremendously. I mean, really, I'm very happy with it. Her hair looks stunning, so amazing, the best her hair has ever looked. And I love that they have something for every phase of your life. So whether you are someone like me or my mom, you can find something that's perfect for you. Take the first step towards improved hair and scalp health now. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first scalp care order when you go to Nutrafol.com scalp and enter promo code Mariana. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com scalp and enter promo code Mariana for $10 off your first scalp care order. This is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. That's Nutrafol.com slash scalp promo code Mariana for $10 off your first scalp care order. I know for some of us, when we want to sleep with pillows, some people sleep with pillows either between their legs if they're laying on their side or from their back. Sometimes people like them underneath the legs. What are your thoughts on pillows in other areas? Perfect. Vital. So if you think again, going back to the seated position, which everybody's familiar with, you know, sit back in the chair, straight up, arms side, 
legs at 90 degrees. When you're lying on your side, there's now a distance between your legs, particularly women. So women's hips are wider apart than men. So from hip to knee is a diagonal, knee to ankle is a straight. So when you're lying on your side, and it's so common with women, there's this big space between your legs and gravity pulls you down. So if your knees touch, then your top uh, hip is internally rotating. And what generally tends to happen is people will bring both knees onto the bed. You know, both legs are touching the bed now. So you've immediately rotated at hips. You're immediately putting tension through your spine and then your top shoulder is going to follow. So absolutely a pillow between knees and ankles is vital. And again, this, this common uh, product, you know, the knee cushions, absolute disaster. What about the ankle? What you're really looking for is that your legs are aligned. So the top leg is parallel to the bottom leg. So your hips, your knees, your ankles, your shoulders. If you're looking from a bird's eye view, we're all stacked on top of each other. And if they are, then you are clearly in a neutral position. The second you bring one knee over, you are you're in what we call a provocative posture. So if you're lying on your side, whoever you are, put a pillow between your knees and ankles. You do that right now. Go to the supermarket. It doesn't matter what pillow you use. Use your, use your blanket. Use your duvet. And if you're lying on your back, because we've all got a bottom, there's always like a little middle arch when you're lying on your back. So if you pop a pillow underneath your knees, what you're doing is you're slightly tilting your pelvis. And that means your back's going to feel more straight on the bed and more of your bed is touching the back. So more of your back is supported. And also by bending your knees slightly, you're taking some of the tension out of the muscles and it's a much softer, much more relaxing sleep. And you're much more likely to stay in these positions for longer because we move so much in bed. But if you are supported and you're comfortable, you're going to move less. And it's really, again, like, there's nothing that we've spoken about so far, Mariana, that is, you know, nothing other than common sense and logic. And that's the thing that sometimes I do in my sleep is all of a sudden I'll wake up and I see my legs are like turned to the side and I'm in a really weird position. How can we stop ourselves from moving around so much in our sleep so that we can stay in these correct positions as much as we can? Stage one is lying surface. Make sure your pillow is, if you think about when you're watching television and you're slouched in the chair and so many people are comfy when they slouch, same in the car. The second it starts to hurt because you're awake, you move, you wriggle, you get into a better position. When you're asleep, you can't do that. So those people who repeatedly wake up in all these different positions, that's the reason. It's basically your spine says, hey, guys, I've had enough of this. Please wake up and just realign me. So stable, supportive lying surface is number one. The two pillow methods we just discussed. So pillow between your knees and ankles on your side, pillow underneath your knees if you're on your back. That's definitely going to help. But if you're lying on something soft, if you're sinking in, you're going to tilt at the pelvis and the hips. So if you're lying on your back, you're going to bend like a banana. And if you're lying on your side, you're going to start looking like a V-shape. And that's when the pain's going to start. And sometimes what happens in my sleep too is that I'll find that my arm goes asleep or I like have a tingling sensation in my hands because I'm maybe sleeping in my arm or shoulder weird. How does your sleeping position affect circulation and blood flow throughout the body? And is that normal when something like that happens? Right. So, so many people that lie on the stomach will have exactly that. They start to wake up with pins and needles because you're restricting blood flow. You're compressing and fighting the natural curves of your spine. And that's the common reason why people who sleep on the stomach suddenly go, you know what, maybe this is the problem. If you're lying on your side and you get that numbness in your arm, it's because your head isn't being supported properly. So like you described with your pillow, if your head is sinking towards the bed and your ear is getting closer and closer to your shoulder, that weight of your head, so like four or six kilos, I think you call it pounds of nine, 10 pounds, is being driven by gravity into the bed throughout the night. And you're going to wake up with really sort of compressed shoulders. You're going to start to arch over and, and bring that top shoulder forward. So if you can take that 
bowling ball out of the equation. If we could unscrew our heads and put them in the side table before we went to sleep, I'd have no business, but we'd have no neck pain, right? <laughs> but when you're lying on your side, if you have your head fully supported and take it out of the equation, then you're not going to get that same level of pressure in your shoulder. It, it definitely is a thing. A bad posture or an, unsupporting, an unsupportive surface definitely is going to have an impact on blood flow for sure. And you posted a TikTok about how to get into bed properly. What is the correct way? How should we be getting into bed? And why is this so important? So I actually learned that one, my clinical lead is a neurophysio, probably the best in the world. And she works a lot in, with patients that have had strokes or with Parkinson's. And so when you wake up in the morning and you, you're a bit more stiff, you, your body's not quite worked its coordination out. If you start lumping your legs over the bed, there's really such a better chance of you know, getting some sort of strain, a little twinge. I think you mentioned before you got one in your neck once. So if you bring your legs over first and get yourself into a sideline position first and then bring your legs over and then push yourself up, it's not such an extreme maneuver and it's really so much safer, particularly as we're getting older. You know, these are the things that preserve, I, I suppose, my, my journey in sleep posture, particularly in the healthcare system in the UK, is that we always get to the table, we always get to see the patient when it's too late, when their body shape changed. And the same with athletes, they come to us when they've got an injury. And actually we could prevent, and that's the beautiful thing about sleep posture, you could preserve and prevent injury. And with that too, I kind of think about stretching in the morning and at night. So are there any exercises or stretches that you think people should be doing either before sleep to get good sleep or when they wake up? I like to have a good old stretch in the morning. I don't think it's so important at night. And I think that you want to sort of, an evening should be calmer and calmer. So to sort of put more and more intervention during, you know, pre-sleep, I think it's just more stress and anxiety. I definitely rate it for morning time. But for me, it's, this is the point. You exercise on average for a year of your life. You work on average for 13. You sleep for 26. You try to sleep for seven. So 33 years on average of your life in bed. This is the most significant period of time and the majority of it, you're already asleep. So whilst I, of course, recognize the significance, the importance of exercise, of yoga, of good daytime posture, they're so much more difficult to maintain and be consistent with. You know, when you're really into work, you might put your elbows on the desk and lean forward and get really into that email or whatever it might be. When you're in bed, you're already asleep. So just do it right. It doesn't cost you any more. And it's so much easier because you're asleep, you're sedated, your muscles are softened. If you optimize that posture when you go to sleep, eat, sleep, repeat it, then that is so much more significant than all these other interventions, you know, that I hear and talk to the athletes about. When we go to training camps, you know, we talk to the nutritionists and they've, every year they've got a new little thing, you know, uh, turmeric or whatever the new, the new hot thing is in nutrition. And none of them have a clue how to sleep. There is nothing more restorative than sleep. There was a famous sleep expert, I'll think of his name, and he said that sleep is, the, is Mother Nature's single most effective way to contra death. And that couldn't be more real. That, that is the statement. So if that is the number one wellness piece, why does it come last on everyone's agenda? It's the, it's the last thing we think about. We, want to, we worry about mental health. We worry about exercise. We worry about nutrition. What about sleep? Without sleep, all of those others just can't be as successful. It's not possible. My wellness routine is something that's really a routine for me and part of my daily habits, no matter where I am in the world. And especially when I'm traveling, I like to also make it a part of my wellness routine because it makes me really just feel my best on vacation and I have that time for self-care. With over 200 destinations around the world, Weston Hotels make it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling. 
With signature offerings that help you move, eat, and sleep well, Weston Hotels make travel an opportunity to enhance your well-being. At Weston, you can work out however you want with a variety of fitness options to keep your wellness routine on track while you're away. You can maintain your focus with their Weston Workout Fitness Studios equipped with state-of-the-art equipment. You could even go on a group run, which is so amazing to do when you travel because I really think running and going on walks is an amazing place to see local areas. You can be led by Weston's Run Concierge, a running guide and buddy who makes it easy for you to see all the areas. And wherever you are, run like a local because they have Weston's three and five mile scenic running maps, making it really easy for you to find the best route to explore on foot. Eat well with Weston's Eat Well menu designed with foods that make sure you meet your nutritional needs. When I travel, I'm always looking for foods that make me feel my best. And Weston chefs have crafted dishes with your well-being in mind. Choose what's right for you and Weston makes it really easy for you to continue nourishing your health no matter the destination. Recharge your body and mind with restorative sleep in Weston's renowned heavenly bed. You can wind down naturally and sleep well with lavender balm, which really helps to ease tension and soothe the senses. At Weston Hotels, there's amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well so you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next day at Weston. This is like everything that I really care about. And I think since the pandemic, it's been something I've been focusing on. Quality sleep, going to sleep with a consistent like wake and sleep cycle, like staying on schedule. I really prioritize it because I feel my best. And when I don't get at least like my seven hours, I don't perform the best the next day. So do you have any tips for us for unwinding at night before bed to try to get our most restful sleep? The number one, of course, is our is our phones. Like we, I'm, And I'm guilty of it myself. We do so much social media work now that I can't help but have a look at how we're doing or, you know, what's going on. The phone has to go. So many people I know have their alarm in a different room. They put it in the bathroom. Don't go near your phone. Argue with your partner outside. So everything that would be stimulating, you do it outside of the bedroom, watching television, discussions with your partner, being on the phone. All of those things have to, the bedroom is for sleep. That's it. I think that's really important. So I've got four children. I trained them all on a little concept called music mindfulness, where you basically every night I listen to one song. It's got to be a brand new song. And you draw out all the elements of that song. So when the, the chorus kicks in, all the different instruments, the bridge, the lyrics, and you really focus and try and pull out all the elements of that song. And so you're so focused on this one thing that it takes away whatever it might be, the anxiety of your day or your worries for tomorrow. And I, I found that to be really, really a successful technique. And I think the final thing, and I suppose this is where I differ from the other sleep experts in the industry, we're all desperate for this, this golden Medina of eight hours, seven and a half hours, or whatever that magic number is. And it's so hard to control. You know, there's one in, in the UK, one in three adults are currently suffering with insomnia. So to go on to read the local press that says, hey, get your eight hours and everything will be great. And if you don't, the world's going to end for you. You're just creating more anxiety for people who are struggling to sleep, which is most adults. So the beauty of what we do is you're focusing on tangibles. There are things you can absolutely control. Sleep hygiene, so many obvious things. Don't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee, anything after 12 o'clock. I really make a point. I go nowhere near coffee after 12. I try not to eat after six. I try not to exercise in the evening. Those things I can control. I can't control the global pandemic. You know, something going wrong with one of my kids at school, my bills changing because there's an, a financial crisis or there's a, an electricity crisis here in the UK. Can't control any of that. So to try and find this magic tablet that gives you the perfect night's sleep, take a breath. It doesn't exist. In spite of what the claims of all these different brands in the industry have, it doesn't exist. But what does exist is sleep posture. 
and sleep hygiene. You can absolutely focus on those two things. They are tangible and you will see relatively quick results like you did, right? When you stopped sleeping on your stomach, how quickly till your neck stopped hurting? It was immediate. And then I could not believe that I even was doing that. And like this entire episode so far, you've convinced me to get one of your pillows, which I'm going to do immediately because now I'm like, this makes so much sense. And I don't need this like very soft, fluffy pillow anymore. No, you know, there's no harm. Look, everyone likes the, their bedroom to look aesthetic. You want your bedroom to be welcoming. I fully get that. And even on my bed, I've got my standard, my Levitex pillow. And then I've got just a standard. I don't even know what the pillow is. And when I go to sleep, it goes on the floor or it goes between my knees and ankles, depending on, you know, what, what I'm doing. But you're spending 33 years of your life on this thing. People spend so much more time and attention on the shoes that they buy, the sneakers that they buy, the gym that they choose. This is the number one thing that you do in your life. And for me, what's been so crazy about the journey is, the, you know, the, the clinicians we work with have no clue how to sleep. And I'm talking like leading pain consultants. My, my medical director is a leading pain consultant, hasn't got a clue how to sleep until he met me. And all the way through to the elite athletes, particularly the big guys, whether they're American football, the basketball players that we work with, the UFC fighters we work with, they don't have a clue what they're sleeping on. They know, like ask them what they ate five weeks ago. They can tell you I had 17 leaves of spinach. Ask them what they sleep on, whatever my partner bought me or whatever I got for Christmas. And it's, it blows my mind. It really does. Yeah. And what do you think about sleeping temperature? Do you like, do you prefer cool rooms or is there a certain temperature you like to sleep at? I, I personally, I like a cool room. So I've got this, this challenge. My wife likes it really hot. I like it really cool. And I have this sort of slightly sneaky technique. Fortunately, she falls asleep first. So as soon as she's falling asleep, the bathroom window gets open and, and <laughs> gets told off in the morning, but I can live with it. So I think it's a very personal thing. We work with um, a women's football club here in the UK, and they did a huge piece of research around how some of the athletes get really hot during the menstrual cycle, for example. Or we get lots of calls from menopausal women. And again, you can't, you know, so many of those things you can't control, that heat need is so different to mine. So I think it has to be personal. But what we also know is where the various parts of the body where heat is most likely to come. So your forehead's number one. And believe it or not, the sacrum just above sort of the tailbone, that's the second hottest part. So if you're somebody who gets really hot at night, don't sleep on your back because there's nowhere for the heat to go. You're keeping it sort of locked in as a sandwich underneath you. Wow, so interesting. And we talked about travel for a minute and you were saying how athletes, they might travel, they're in a hotel, they're not getting their best sleep. What can we do when we travel to make sure that we're still supported? You know, when we address looking at hotels, I, I don't know about you, but for me, it's always been, you know, you go on and you look at all the images and you see if it looks beautiful and the room set out and the food and the dining. A third of your time in that hotel is in, in your bed. And I guess none of your audience have ever called the hotel and said, hey, have you got a medium fair mattress or is it super soft? Because that can make or break your holiday. No one's really thought about it. So making sure that what you're lying on is going to be medium firm. And for me, particularly with the athletes, we tell them that their pillow is more important than their sneakers, than their toothbrush, than anything. We've had athletes that are about to race, about to perform, and have had to fly home because they lay on a bed of cotton wool. Just because of what they lay on, they couldn't perform in an elite. Like we've got riders that race in Tour de France, for example, had to come home because no one checked what they were lying on. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. Wow. That's incredible. So I just learned so much from you. And if people wanted to try your pillows, where can we order them? Where can we find them? 
And where can we follow you on TikTok? Because I think you have so much more information on there that I personally am learning from there. And I think so many people can too. Thank you so much. Yeah, the TikTok handle is Levitex, levitexsleep.com. And what we have there is a type form, which we're constantly adjusting that tries to get to understand the, your shape and size, the position you lie in, so that you can very easily navigate the right size pillow for you. If you're looking next to your partner and you're five foot two and they're six foot five, why on earth would you lie on the same pillow? It is so crazy. So what we've tried to address is accommodating people's positioning. And then really with the TikTok, what we're trying to do is provide short form education on how to, for example, transition from stomach to side lying, how to choose the right mattress, when to look for a new one, because there's no one rule for sleep. There's no one rule. You know, you have your own personal taste with what you eat. And whilst you, you know, I'm sure you, you eat healthily, your healthy eating is going to be different to mine, what you like, your tastes, your needs. The same is true of sleep. So to take away this one size fits all approach to sleep is really, really important. You know, some people need six hours. Some people can fly on three and some people need 11 and that's okay. There's no hard, fast rule. Some people take naps. That's okay too. Amazing. Thank you so much. This was so, so helpful. And I am already going to get a pillow for myself. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.